Nintendo. chat for the week of May 19th, 2016. I am your host, Jose Otero, and this is IGN's Nintendo Show. Joining me once again is Pear Schneider. Very smooth. And Brian Altano. Bruh, bruh. First time in a while since we've been together, and just really quickly, if you want to support Nintendo Voice Chat, you can head on over to YouTube, uh, URL, youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. Now, this is one word, even though on NVC, we like to just say NVC. We don't actually have it under NVC. Um, which I would love to change the name of the show someday because if you look up NBC on Google, the first result I think is a nonviolent communication seminar. Ooh, that's us. Yeah, technically yeah. this is this yeah, is this is that too, right? Yeah, it Play can more games. be. Um, another thing that you can do to support NBC is to leave us a review like Buckarez, which I love this review. So this is recent. Um, I'm not going to say how many stars, but it was favorable. As the father of, four t- of a 14-year-old Nintendo fanatic, I have gained some serious cred thanks to this podcast. My son and his friends are impressed by how much I know regarding upcoming Nintendo releases. My secret, of course, is the NBC crew, who keeps me informed on all things Nintendo. As a bonus, I get to learn about games from independent developers, which I absolutely love, but would never have sought out for myself if this team hadn't brought them to my attention. Highly recommended for all Nintendo lovers and believers. Thank you very much for the review. I, I kind of wish we would do a better job on some of the indie stuff, but mm-hmm. still, thank you, uh, Mr. This gave me an idea. We should do like episodes that are total fiction. Just to mess with unsuspecting parents. Really? Like where the parents then talk to their kids and they're like, oh yeah, no, there are four Mario games coming out for the Wii U. We need to buy a second one. Isn't that what you can they, play eight player and like, isn't that what they did back in the Mac Hasimasima days? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Wait, did you just say his name wrong? Hey, Halo's <laughs> coming to nah. Halo's coming to Nintendo DS. Okay. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Well, that uh, was true. I know it was true. Wait, yeah, I guess the prototype did eventually come out. Um, so we have a new segment a on the show this week. From a certain point of view. Uh, <laughs> new segment on the show this week called NX Das Hype. Das and hype. this will be every time that there is NX mention, we will resurrect this segment. So it can't promise it's weekly, can't say it's bi-weekly. It might even be monthly. You never sure. know. But definitely in the near future, there will be more Das Hype is that Spanish? coming to you. No, I, I, I heard from, from the... It, from, does it have a J? Like Jose? No, no, it's just Hype. Hmm. Just like that one long uh, would thing. Be a CH. However, our first Das Hype statement comes from uh, <laughs> Nintendo President Tatsumi Kimishima, who recently this said some things already about there. about uh, well, this is the president of Nintendo yeah. saying things in the, in the Japanese paper about. NX about this next platform um, in answer to a question regarding it once again saying that line the NX is neither the successor to the Wii U nor the 3DS it's a new way of playing games which I think will have a larger impact than Wii U but I don't feel it's a pure replacement for Wii U which means not backwards compatible mm-hmm. they're starting over not motion controls we don't know if that means no touch screen whatever but like I would, I would, we talked about this a little bit last week when you guys weren't here, but I would take a statement like that with a grain of salt because new way to play could mean different from Wii U, different from Wii, different right. from 3DS, but still similar to something else that's out there. 
Maybe, maybe that's the admission. It's not a second screen type of system because both Wii U and 3DS are that right yeah. now. They both incorporate multiple screens to do what they do. Yeah. Also, this might even be telling us that the home handheld console hybrid, I want to use the, I want to curse, but I can't, um, may not even exist. Like this might just be one or the other. And I think I have been the guy who's always been at the table saying it can't be real. It One can't or be the real. other both together? Both, right? Yeah. Yeah. But like, so just hypothetically, right, speaking, let's say mm. it is not compatible with the previous two, uh, machines. Sure. Right? You can no longer play motion control games or Wii U games on it. Okay. Which is kind of breaking with Nintendo's tradition. It's like the uh, it's like the N64. Now, when, by, the, or when the GameCube launched. But by like, backwards compatible, yeah. do you mean like taking a Wii U disc and putting it into exactly. an Xbox? Yeah. Not, nothing, no cloud no. saves, no digital stuff, no, no virtual console. You can always emulate sure, or sure, let sure. games run. Although, but when, then we have yeah. to identify that because yeah. backwards compatibility right. technically is virtual console. Those are digital versions yeah, right. of back catalog and, games that you can download and, and play. So what's important to note is that with the GBA, Nintendo transitioned GBA, GBA players to or, uh, Game Boy Color players to the GBA, GBA to the DS, DS to the 3DS. You could always put in the last generation's games and they worked. And the same happened with Wii U, Wii, and GameCube. Right? And it almost happened with Super Nintendo, but at the time Nintendo took the stance this would make the system too expensive, so we did it. They didn't want to have backwards right. compatibility with the Famicom slash yeah. NES. So, and then from N64 to GameCube, we also didn't get a transition where you were able to plug that cart in. In fact, it wasn't until GameCube to Wii that we had the first time a home console Nintendo system had some form of backwards. So I think I, I do think part of new way to play means. We're gonna we're gonna restart. Like this is like uh, this is like the GameCube after the N64, the N64 after the Super NES. Like the controller will be different from the last generation. You will not be able to just play the games from the last generation on this machine. I think it means that. But like on your note of it will be neither a 3DS nor a Wii U successor, uh, or you know mm-hmm. it, it won't be a hybrid. But it could still be both. It could be a console that uses. Let's say the cartridge medium rumors are true. Let's say right? it is. Yeah, Let's sure. say you get these tiny little cartridges, you put them in the machine, and the machine comes out in March, and you hook it up your TV, and then a year later, or holiday, they release the handheld version of that machine. Different machine with, you know, maybe displays everything as a, at a lower resolution on a smaller screen, mm-hmm. but uses the same media. You know, like that could happen. That would we just be, don't know. That would be cool. I yeah. do want to rewind a little bit, though, before we gloss over that new way to play should not make people jump to the craziest of conclusions <laughs> that we're back in motion control or we're back in some weird doohickey stuff. I don't care what patent comes out. Like, let them at least put the machine out before you jump to that conclusion. Because I think some people fear that we're back in the Wii days where there was a Wii remote and a nunchuck and a bunch of games that some were really smart at taking advantage yeah. of it and some absolutely were not especially some from third parties were not yeah let's let's just let that one go and i know yeah. the internet doesn't like to let certain things go but i think this is one that folks need to take a little bit like just ease Dude. off like i don't think it's time to really jump to that the, conclusion like if if nintendo hadn't said Zelda will come out on NX. You could jump to all sorts of conclusions, like "Oh, games will be streamed. You can only play for five minutes. Everything is, is episodic, <laughs> it's right?" Like, use you a never know. Controller. <laughs> yeah. Nintendo does crazy stuff. It's got an LCD screen. It's only one color red, right? Like all of these things. But by saying this Zelda game, which we've seen and we know what it is, it's a 3D game. You know, this new machine is not something completely wacky and different, right? Right. It right. doesn't mean that there isn't some weird element and something that we haven't seen. Mm-hmm. Before. Yeah, or no, that's some a really good point. Yeah. At, at, yeah. The, at the very least, it's 
powerful enough to run new, new Zelda game, so they're not going that backwards. Yeah. And it's going to have to have the capability to interact with all the things in that world that you're going to need buttons for or some sort of input. What do you think new way to play means? It's so weird. Um, I mean, I telepathy. I don't really know. Like, I, I'll say that I'm guilty of sort of being a little uh, hesitant when I heard that. I mean, the gut reaction when you hear that quote is like, yeah. "What's oh now what?" You know. <laughs> but this is also coming from the guys that, that you know that told us that yeah, right behind you your head. behind your head. But I remember we we all laughed when we saw the Nintendo DS for the first time. People put up pictures of the Game and Watch. Oh, this is so dumb. Why would you ever need two screens? Now I can't. I, I mean, when I, I have a Vita and I love it, but there are times where I'm like, I'm going through the menus on that, and I'm like, I wish I had a map down here. <laughs> and that's the other weird thing is that like they've made so many games that hinge on touchscreen, dual screen. I think touchscreen a little. They feel like they've been kind of backing away from it a little bit in the last few years. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it pops up here and there, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Kid Icarus was one of the last ones where they were like straight up like you have to play this game like this. Or maybe maybe um, when at least when you get to the portable per- version of this venture, it is a touchscreen enabled device, but it is one screen because right. I don't think um, at the end of the day if I'm making like a Mario Maker stage, like let's look at software that you know is going to get a follow up. Right, yeah. Mario Maker was a great thing, um, and that's a that's a system, that's a game that, in my opinion, does not work as elegantly with just a normal controller no, from no, any no. other system. No. You need something that's touch-focused. Touch um, which is actually a good counterpoint to the point I just made, which is like, I feel like they're backing away from touch yeah, no, and I, like I think actually, certain things. They actually kind of made one of the can. best ones yet with that. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah they, no. but they have, I mean, if you looked at Microsoft's strategy, right, like there was... There was the ability to connect an iPad to your Xbox. They didn't do much with it, and no. ultimately people thought it was too fussy. But there was that concept that, hey, when you need that functionality, everyone already has one of these devices. And so Nintendo could conceivably say, you know what? There will be applications where you can use your smartphone to yeah. do something, or your iPad, mm-hmm. or if this handheld has a touchscreen. Sure. Handheld, right? A few more quotes from uh, Kimi Shimiya, Shimiya, Shimiya. Uh, <laughs> Give me the mic and I'll yes, take it away. That's it. By releasing uh, in March 2017, as the question was asked him, you're missing the year in sales, which we talked about on the show before. Mm-hmm. He says it's for the purpose, once again, of our game development schedule. When people finish the launch titles, Brian, they'll want things to buy in the spring. He talked to you. On summer break and at Christmas. Mm-hmm. As such, it's not simply a question of when the hardware is ready. We need to ensure our software lineup is all uh, is also in a good place. I, I say the Kimishimi y'all Shimiye because I love them. Like I just wanted to put that out there. It's well, not, also, it's like not you, you can't make an old dirty bastard or Wu Tang reference to me without me just collapsing in laughter. It was know? a good one. Yeah, I'm surprised it hasn't been done more often. Mm-hmm. No, but do you remember a couple of years? I think I want to say it was during the GameCube era. Things were kind of getting a little quiet by the end. I think Reggie was just like, "Well, summer's a good time to go outside and enjoy the beautiful." summer air and it's like mm. no, no. <laughs> Don't, I mean well give me the option at least to stay inside yeah. I know it's wonderful yeah. outside thank you for telling me Your that but guys' job is to keep me yeah, inside exactly yeah. exactly no but like, no, that, that, it leads to hey we've learned a lot we you obviously yes. we yes. had way too many software gaps like that's what that says to me and, and there have been other systems where it's it a, like come on let's call it that's a stupid that's a stupid excuse <laughs> your stuff ain't ready mm-hmm. let's not say you're you're being <laughs> you're helping the poor people who don't have anything yeah. to play much <laughs> otherwise I could still play the games you released in November yeah, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. no I, I, but it's understandable too like look if the software is not ready you're not going to release a new piece of hardware without a show horse right and well, it has happened in the past like oh, yeah, yeah. consoles have launched with less, less than stellar lineups but there was always like this big powerhouse to look forward to yeah I mean what was the, the what was like the big Wii U launch game was it new Super Mario Brothers 
Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right. It, it right. was legal, uh, that in Nintendo Land. Yeah. Um, or at least at launch, yeah. Nintendo published. I want to say Nintendo published three or four games because they published Ninja Gaiden uh, three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nintendo right. paid for that. That was a Nintendo of America published game or, or Nintendo published game. Uh, then it was yes, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Nintendo Land, and I. That might be it. Sorry if we're missing but, some. But there wasn't the monster. Just like PlayStation Three did not launch launch with you know Uncharted or something. No, no, no yeah. yeah. And, and the the killer app at launch that's missed plenty of consoles. Nintendo yeah. is no stranger yep. to that. Um, they had Knack and Killzone and stuff Killzone. Like that. Yeah. yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's an old Crispin Boyer joke. I can't take. I can't take. Uh, I can't take credit for that. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, it's the truth. Speaking of Italy. <laughs> Something you just said triggered something in my head that I wanted to say. Uh, Pizza no, names, obviously. No, no, it was before I made that joke. Uh, yeah, about summer games? No, not summer games. Wii Sports. Going outside? I well, got it. Welcome. No, no when you Mac. said Wii Sports, I'm there. We can stop okay, now. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, no, when Nintendo unveiled that console, so I went back and watched that video again, that E3 2012 and the thing that stood out most is that that whole presentation did two things. It said the word new controller more times than ever should have been said. It never mm-hmm. said new system, new hardware, the next Nintendo console. It was always do this with the new controller. Mm-hmm. Check your weight with the new controller. New ways to play with the new controller. And then secondly, everything they showed in that thing was a, su- a major success on Wii. So new Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Yeah. The Wii Fit uh brief thing, the Wii Sports where where the, they hit the golf out of the park that everyone oohed and odd over. Um so I think they basically when they presented that last box, they mostly leaned on the last system success and that's where they tried to make that appeal yeah, to yeah, both yeah. markets. Uh, which, I don't know if that's been which said. Which is interesting but I just looking back cuz it's it wasn't really a new controller. It was a game for, them, it was for, a for Nintendo, yeah. right? It's like, hey, you know what the Wii was. Now here's a new way to play Wii. And and that caused controller. plenty of confusion too. Right? Right? I mean, that was mainstream reason. said Nintendo's releasing a new controller for the Wii. But it That's, was the bottom half yeah. of a DS. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, the the Wii remote was a new controller. That yeah, was but, like, yeah, what you put it, it like been done that. in your living room that way. You know, like, yeah. yeah, it's the bottom half of a DS, but were you ever playing games that way? I, I would and say you couldn't turn off the TV and, and still play no, on and the I mean, pad, all, like, I mean, But that was like yeah. additional functionality added to a pre-existing mm-hmm. sure. concept, sure. I would sure. say. Sure. You know, sure. and I really, I mean, looking back, when I look back on the Wii U, that's the off-screen play is the thing mm-hmm. I'll remember the most fondly, because I love that stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. a great point. We use working title was what, like Project Cafe or something, yes. Yes. right? Yeah. And which is odd because, like, they must have known early on that they wanted to continue to the the, the Wii brand. And with, you know, I, I almost wish they had kept like the you know Wii Two code name or something for it. But I think with this one, I think with NX, NX really means the Wii brand is gone. I feel like yes. you know we're moving on. It's going to be a new machine and a new generation. Which of I like because if you think about, they had the Game Boy line for. Decades, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "It's the DS," and all the of a sudden, man. like, yeah, the Game Man. It mm-hmm. grew up, and all of a sudden, things changed, and it was it ushered in this brand new era of 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 software and new ways to play, and kind of a new ideology for Nintendo in general, mm-hmm. um, and also the end of uh, game thematic sexism <laughs> of saying that oh, <laughs> system can man. only be for boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm cracking up because I totally want a Game Man now. A Game Man, yeah. a Game Man. All right, somebody hey, make that. There? It's a Game Man <laughs> and boys. 
it's it's the meat. Next color. There we go. Uh, next up on the list then is that Nintendo took another step into the entertainment realm. So already, folks should know Nintendo as a company that is world renowned for its games. Right, as a game manufacturer, they previously dabbled in the movie business, but the model was to license a character to filmmakers in exchange for basically royalties. Mm-hmm. Um, however. That is now changing as Nintendo is aiming to make uh, filmmaking a potential standalone business. Right. Um, so in an interview, the same interview where the most recent NX quote came from, so this is the Ashai Shinbun, which is a daily Japanese newspaper for those uh, who don't know that. He confirmed plans to basically make and produce feature films um, and do as much as they can themselves, which to me... Is both a good and bad thing because, like, how many how many irons do you have going right now? Like, yes. it just seems like a lot. It seems like too much. Lastly, before we jump in on this, is that he didn't give a specific time frame for when the company plans to release that first film. Instead, he just said the first title won't be this year, but it also isn't going to take them five years. So here we are: Ubisoft, yeah. Microsoft, Activision. You know, obviously, Sony's been making movies for a while, but all three have launched these initiatives in the past years to try and take some of their game IPs and turn them into movies. Right? To like, varying degrees Prince of success. Prince of Persia was it was decent, it was, but right. but it wasn't a success. Ubisoft has been very vocal about um, you know investing in animation too, right? Yeah. Like the the stuff they use in Rain Man, they also use in in, in other animations. Yeah. Did you say Rain Man? Rain Man. Rain it sounded Man. like Rain, Rain Man. Man. Yeah. It really yeah, definitely. No, but I let's did. not yeah. overlook that Nintendo um, is a company that, like, again, the IPs recognize around the world, but they have dabbled in this more recently and in the past as well. So more recently, Star Fox Zero Battle Begins is mm-hmm. a short. Yeah. The Pikmin short films are another example. But years ago, in Japan only, there was F-Zero, Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. and Super Mario had a film, or yeah. a li- either a film or a, sh- a limited series run. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that didn't see a global release. To me, like, be, be, well, go ahead. Be because first. because the the age of television and movies back then is over. You know, like now you can work with Netflix and and you can work with Hulu and you can work with with you know all these different cut sure. the cable channels to produce original content. And now we've seen that it's good. And I think that's not lost on Nintendo. Sure, like you're, sure you're seeing what Mar- is happening with Marvel on Netflix. That's got to turn heads in Japan with Nintendo saying like, mm-hmm. hey, you don't have to work with the old studio system. Yep. You can work with an international publisher and make good content. And I'm glad you said that. But we are talking about Nintendo who in the late 90s and early 2000s, now this was the period mm-hmm. commonly associated as the anime boom, where anything that was Japanimation, animation, yep. took off or sold yeah. really well. And so publishers were just jumping at every chance to put something out. Nintendo helped, helped I say helped because they don't own, helped launch the Pokemon TV series. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that was the best example of a television show adaptation for a major game. I mean, it still runs for the most part today. And, yeah. And why do, you, why do you think they didn't take the next step to... You know, blow up some other franchises. I mean, Fire that's Emblem. That's what I don't know. Help me understand it, it, that. And I, I do think that's because of the lack of distribution of that type of content. You know, like 
a Fire Emblem anime back then would not have been a globally watched show. No. It is an older audience that will find a viewership in, in Japan, but at the time there was no Crunchyroll, right? Like, it would not have been a success externally, and I think that's changing. Netflix See, I, got a freaking Voltron movie. And, and, and I was about to say, I really like, yeah. I really like that idea as well, as, of, of heading towards Netflix, because right now that market is still kind of young, and especially in stuff like an, original animation on Netflix, yeah. it's not, there's not a lot going on. When Nintendo goes into movie theaters, they go head-to-head with things like Disney. And yeah. let's look at the Ratchet and Clank movie, right? came out a few weeks ago, 15% on Rotten Tomato. It lost $10 million because it had the unmitigated gall of going head-to-head against Zootopia and The Jungle Book <laughs> at the exact same time. Yeah. Both titans on either side of like yeah. Disney's stable. And that's the kind of thing that Nintendo would have to go head-to-head with. And now, a, a lot of that was because the marketing campaign was terrible, the uh, the script wasn't great, the reviews aren't great. The um, game was ten times better. The game is ten times better, yeah. and the game's selling well and doing well. But I think Nintendo needs to start with a good idea for something. And mm-hmm. I, like, I've been for decades racking my brain on, like, how do you make that Super Mario Brothers movie? We know how you <clears> don't make it, yeah. but how do you make it? Like, I mean, and then where does it go from there? I, I think mean, that was, you raise an interesting point, and it, it is true that Hollywood does not have the, gr- the best track record in the world when it comes to adaptations to video games. Now, yeah. the comic book adaptation, for whatever reason, the opposite has happened, right? Everyone is, for the most part, on board with anything that Marvel announces. Yeah. DC, not so much, but that's because their stuff's not really together. Uh, yeah, I said but, it. Uh, um, well, they know it. <laughs> yeah. But why didn't they spin out something like mu- a Mushroom Kingdom animated show for kids, right? Like featuring Toad and Yeah, and, well, my thing, too, is they've always had creative control, although yeah. there was the instance with Microsoft where Microsoft wanted Hando, like just to force a Halo movie into mm-hmm. existence, yeah. and Hollywood and all the major studios said, no thanks. Yeah. Like if this is how you're going to approach it, and you're not going to help fund it in a way that makes sense for our business, yeah. We, I don't care how hot your and, IP is, we're not going to touch it. And, and live action <clears throat> is a different story. Um, you know, as uh, when IGN was owned by Fox, right? We were um, back in the days. Um, we're owned by Ziff Davis now, but um, we were approached a lot by Fox, saying, "Hey, what are the big video game IPs that we should pursue to turn into movies?" Yeah, and like you know, we, we gave them advice on on what we thought would make good movies and what Did is available or not. Did, no, because we... they always like checking in with you know folks like Peter Turner, and it always came back saying like. Man, Bioshock sure looks awesome, but that is a $200 million movie to yeah. do that right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're not going to make that money mm-hmm. because like, gamers are very, very fickle when it comes to the theatrical adaptations. Very difficult to make that work economically. And that's kind of like the realization is like, video games are awesome. You know, like the stories are not always rich, but the universes are rich, but it's so expensive to do them live action. But animation and Nintendo, like I always felt like there is, there's just so much there. Yeah. Like a Legend of Zelda. All that animated series could have been very cool. Well, Pikmin. Just think uh, of these these. Well, there's, I mean, like, there's, an, there's an Angry Birds movie coming out this yep. weekend. It's, it's already made millions of dollars overseas. Another one. No, I mean, no, the, this, is this is the first, first one. one. Oh, this yeah. is the first one? The first, I mean, we, I think was we've heard about it for a while. I'm already over that franchise. Yeah. I was, I've been over I it. I think from, everyone is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's probably a few years too late, but you know what? It's already mm-hmm. cleaning up in China and overseas, and I think it's going to China. Do, China. I think it's going to do pretty well over here, too. So uh, they just have to find, and I think that's a good way of looking at it, right? Like, Angry Birds is like this kind of whimsical 2D franchise. It's It doesn't have really a ton of stuff going for it. It's, it's reached different places in terms of, like, it's become a kart racer and an action game mm-hmm. and RPG and stuff 
stuff like that. And now it's this like beautiful, robust 3D movie with a great voice acting yeah. cast. Mm-hmm. And if Nintendo can find a way to translate something like Mario, Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing is yeah. a great yeah. idea. Yeah. Great yeah, idea. Like I just I watched Zootopia the other day. Yeah. Right. Fantastic film. Yeah. Like figure out a way to do something like that with your characters and and throw it out there. And hopefully know? this means they're doing it right. Like I, I do think they were burned after the after the Mario live action movie. Oh, it's funny you say that. Right? All right, yeah. let's let's drop it. So part of this uh, apparently Kimishima dropped a quote that the 1993 Mario film was a particular reason why the company was leaning towards anime type content. Yeah, <clears throat> where Nintendo should produce as much by itself as possible rather than do something live action. Personally. I think you need to let that one go. Like, learn from what happened, right? That was 1993. That was potentially 26 years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot has changed since then in, in live action. And, and, you, and can, you, guys, you, can, you can say, like, to the opposite, right? Maybe yeah. Mario is not the best live action choice. I'm not saying, I'm not arguing that. But I'm saying some properties may, in fact, make sense as live action. No. And I would hate yeah. to see Nintendo just dismiss it. You're, you're also one you're bad dealing with that, that movie in particular had some very fascinating, like, flubs on it's set. Such a weird. Movie. It's a very weird yeah. movie. Uh, they, you had actors who were storming off. You had this husband and wife director duo who were basically, it was their first time doing anything. And they were working with high profile talent and just totally Again, screwing Dennis things Hopper, up. Notoriously. Yeah. Wonderful to work with. Yeah, I mean, it's, you give a heart, you get a, a stable of a very talented people who are difficult to work with, and first timer people, and weird budgets, and no story. All of that stuff goes out of the window in an animated movie. Yeah. Mechanical boots. Yeah, an yeah. animated movie is is so pre produced and so fungus. planned. Yeah, <laughs> an actual that fungus. you can bring it. I mean, think about you don't just cut scenes <clears throat> in an animated movie because they cost two hundred million dollars yeah. to make, and you don't just cut uh, characters and stuff like that because it's not just like shooting around them. Yeah, but animated movies have changed too. Although I guess we're not authorities. They but I, I don't know. Speak this isn't the anime boom, and I'm, again, I was just really surprised when I thought about this long term. I'm like, how did Nintendo resist the temptation, especially during the anime boom, when anything and everything was super hot at that time? But animated movies are making tons of money right now. Yeah, Pro- probably, I would argue more than ever. You, you know? You're talking about Japan animation, right? Yeah, yeah. anime. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think that was they were 100% focused on making games out of their IP, and they yeah. identified as a game company, right? And like, they, they basically, I'm sure they had a corporate mantra where they said, "We are about games. We're mm-hmm. making fun experiences for you." And I think things changed over the years, and I think there was this realization for Nintendo, like how much their their sprites have become cultural icons yeah. it's a freaking mm-hmm. mushroom right like yeah. everybody sold t-shirts with nintendo's emblems on them Except without nintendo. nintendo seeing a cut and i think yeah. at that point they were becoming more serious about i mean making character you, goods do you don't you don't think that like a pixar style Star Fox movie or, uh, you know, Big Hero 6 style Star Fox movie or a Zootopia style Animal Crossing movie or a Wreck-It Ralph style Mario Brothers movie would clean up right now if, no, it, if I, it was I think done it right. Would actually do really well. yeah. No, no, I'm not, I would yeah. not argue against that. Because I think there's a difference fact, between that and like the, and I know about the anime boom and all that because yeah. I was, I was totally into it then. Yeah, and I, I think actually so, kind so of was phased away too. Yeah, no. But I, uh, I just got burnt out of it. <laughs> yeah. I grew up. Um, no, but, uh, but I have said on this show that if there's one game company that is the most Disney, it yeah. is Nintendo. Yeah. And, you know, you guys remember when I came back from Disneyland, I was like, why isn't Nintendo doing this? Mm-hmm. And then somewhere along the line that happened. Um, but I hope um, as as this continues and we see them take further steps, sure. more steps into into the entertainment business, I'm not all doom and gloom on their games business. I just hope that they understand how long some of this stuff needs to take because I, I, I feel like, okay, so the next movie isn't going to be this year and it isn't going to be in five years, but what is it? My heart wants me to think it's Zelda. 
you have a Zelda game coming out in in a year plus, um, and if you are working on some sort of promotional thing, yeah. That could help, right? Having a cool Zelda tie-in film to launch around the time of a high-profile Zelda mm-hmm. game. Now, of course, this is speculation. Not, not, never mm-hmm. heard a thing from anyone that don't even know. And the people who I talked to probably wouldn't even know this. Well, there was a Netflix rumor, right, about a yeah. show oh. on Netflix. But that was live action. We're not doing live action after the Super Mario movie. Yeah, I mean that might be Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Maybe there's a kernel of truth. Like, I, I do believe that Nintendo has talked to Netflix. Um, about a Zelda adaptation, but you know, it sounds more likely that it's a, uh, an animated series. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm okay we'll with that, but I have a feeling it's going to mimic their 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 mobile output, where it's going to not going to be what we expect in the first one. <laughs> like they'll do something that's kind it's of like sprite based. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love that. Mm-hmm. But if they did something that was kind of like safe to begin with, and then ramped up to something bigger, I yeah. would like that. And you mentioned Marvel before in DC. I mean, if there was, I don't want a cinematic universe of these things because that doesn't entirely <laughs> make sense. <laughs> but I do like the idea of this; these things sort of working in synchronicity. And I like the Pixar-style approach where maybe you put a six-minute Kirby cartoon before the 90-minute Animal Crossing movie. Just you don't know? keep me after the credits to show me anything because I'm oh, so over that. Yeah, really? so, so, so it over It only that. happens with Marvel movies. Thank there's, there's God. A, there's, a, there's, a, there's a site you can look up to see if you should yeah. even bother staying. I love yeah. how it's grown into that kind of culture. Well, <laughs> I mean, I was pumped when I read that for Batman vs. Superman so I could get the hell out of there without having to wait another 20 minutes. <laughs> I always. I always look up Stinger, movie yeah, yeah. title, yes, no, and <laughs> okay. yeah, of course, that, right. that definitely it. helps. But I, look, I, th- I think this is good news. It, yep. it sounds like the, the wounds of the past are healing because the, yeah. again, like little little Fox thing, they, they asked about Zelda and the answer was, uh, after Mario Brothers, the movie, Mr. Miyamoto is not really interested in right. to talk about Mario or Zelda or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. Um, and there was the Metroid product, the... Um, uh, strangely enough, right? The team that worked on the um, oh, was there a John Woo film worked on the Ratchet and Clank movie oh, mm-hmm. was also involved with the the John Woo production of Metro. Okay, yeah. To backtrack real quick, that quote about them doing a lot of it in house is the one part that worries me a little bit, especially when it comes to something like a Mario Brothers movie, because mm-hmm. I can't think of a single cutscene in the 3D Mario game where I've been like, man, I wish that was 90 minutes. Well, no, and I, I look I, at Fire argue, Emblem That's or look at Smash beautifully Brothers. Beautifully done. Like, yeah, they, they didn't cinema. write it. Like they hired yeah. someone you for Fire Emblem. They would, they still no, they can hire someone. No, but to Brian's point, like Nintendo's strong point in their games has never been, uh, Zelda's the exception. It's mostly save the princess, you know, or, you know, uh, Toadette, save save Toad or what have you. (laughs) It's it's objectives. It's not a plot. It's not story arcs. It's not characters growing and changing, except in the case of Fire Emblem, which more recently was written by someone else but still someone who knew what they were doing clearly yeah but you can play that tongue-in-cheek too that it's like every episode the princess gets stolen you got to figure it out but you also present that she can get out of trouble by herself she just chooses this life if you look at the 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 less archetypal pixar movies i mm-hmm. think that the the really successful ones are the ones that aren't so much i mean finding nemo is kind of a save the prince story right yeah but mm-hmm. ratatouille isn't you know and wally isn't mm-hmm. you know yeah. and uh the good dinosaur was kind of whatever i didn't see that. inside out is just yeah. all kind, it's like yeah. star trek meets yeah. your brain right it's a very traditional story but like if you think about star wars right it is rescue someone or like there's the old concept of the take it and bring it somewhere story right yeah. Yeah. The rings, the like, rings. take yeah. the ring throw it in the volcano and it's like that works if the dressing is amazing yeah. which is yeah. basically what force awakens is yeah. with a lightsaber yeah that's yeah. right and it's exactly Spoilers. take it and bring it somewhere and like with the mario games 
games always work. I th- I still think you can adapt a very simple storyline and and turn it into something really interesting. Well, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to be talking about the mashup pack for Mario. Uh, some Mario Maker Worldwide sales milestones, a Yokai Watch 2, uh, and some question block. More when we return. Jose Otero here with Per Schneider and uh, Brian Altano What's trying up? to hold on to his water mm-hmm. and doing a pretty good job. Uh, and speaking of water, <laughs> there is a... I don't even know where I, I was going with this. I can't hold Just, my water now. Um, <laughs> I don't know what's going on Super here. Mario Mashup Pack has plenty of water. It also has plenty of landmass. It also has plenty of Mario fan service, and it's out. It's out this week. Have you guys gotten a chance to look at or this play from, with this This is for Minecraft. This is for the Minecraft. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, I, was, I have to confess. I have to. I have to download the Wii U version at home because I already have that damn game on so many platforms. Mm-hmm. I have the Wii U version at home. I have the Wii U version at home. So I'm really excited to see this. I will say that when I first cheap. So on on the low, I've kind of known about this for a few months, but I couldn't say anything, which is like the weird part of the job. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I first saw screenshots of it, I was like, oh. It's just like those stupid skin packs they put other Star Wars ones and everything. Oh, like that. so you didn't see everything else. And then I dug in and was like, "Wow! Like yeah. this is this is fan service. This is fantastic. Yeah, like yeah. they did some really cool stuff here. This is this is not if you if you've played Minecraft before, which I have. I'm really big into Minecraft, and you've downloaded those skin packs of like rare characters or Halo characters or Star Wars characters, and you went in thinking this was just like weird blocky QB versions of Mario and friends, and there are some truly nightmarish ones like oh. the PD Piranha. Any any of the any. <laughs> the Koopalings. Like, oh it's my just God. like they're all like preteen version because they're all so tall. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they're, like, like, they're like awkward puberty Koopa kids. I didn't think about that. <laughs> yeah, they are. And if you thought it was just that, man, there is so much stuff in this pack and it's just, it's fantastic. Even like the top-down view of what the map looks like mm-hmm. now, how it basically looks like this overhead sprite version of Super Mario Bros. 3 yeah. where like the map and everything like that. Yeah. Um, you yeah, can run around cool. Peach's Castle from Mario 64. Yeah, like, so that's 4J. So 4J Studios is the basically the developer who has ported Minecraft to Basically every other console, but Mo mm-hmm. Yang handles most of yep. the core development, is my understanding, and 4J works in, in in tandem with them. But 4J for this project built an entire world uh, right. for it, and it's full of every single like cool thing that's happened in Mario in the past 30 years. In a lot of ways, um, mm-hmm. and I wrote this in a preview for us, but if Mario Maker was celebrating 30 years of 2D. Like this Minecraft thing, no, like it feels like the after party, <laughs> yeah, where everything is 3D, where yep. you see like Peach's Castle from '64, Sunshine, uh, Delfino, um, just the Delfino Hub Town. Um, you see homages to Super Mario World as well. You see all these 3D, like really clever things. Um, Bowser has his own castle you have to find in the Nether. Uh, if you play Minecraft, you know what that means. If you don't, look it up. Um, 
it's it, it is a fantastic bit of fan service and 4J like you're like you're basically <laughs> saying did a fantastic job with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like all those the swaps are, are funny. I mean like we looked at it earlier and the wolves are Poochie now, yeah. Yeah, yeah and Poochie yeah. and if you spawn <laughs> wolves near Koopas, Koopas are sheep. Mm-hmm. A Poochie will attack. Oh, like course. his eyes go red and he's yeah. sure he goes straight for it, um, which is <laughs> hilarious is, to like, watch. As a as somebody who's been, you know, on the sidelines of the console wars for so long, it's been such a fun few years to sort of be like, oh, these characters are in Smash Brothers or this these this team's working with this team like microsoft worked with nintendo on this one like what how cool is that what kind of alternate reality is that? I know not directly, but Kinda, still, maybe not really through money, yeah, yeah. through <laughs> a bank, yeah, yeah. but yeah. still they own it. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. these logos yeah. are going to be on the box together somewhere, and that's pretty cool to think about. Well, and yeah, Nintendo, like Sony's going to make a Nintendo movie. Yeah, right? so. yeah. <laughs> oh well, that was a leaked email. Avi, yeah. uh, for those who don't know, Avi Arad, the Spider-Man <laughs> producer, was trying to get a Nintendo Mario movie made um, back when Sony got hacked. But yeah. anyway, let, let's uh, let's just come back to the point that okay, so then. Perry, you and I were talking. Let's just explain to folks at home. Obviously, this is a free update for the Wii U version of Minecraft, which everyone loves to say this, so it has to be said, is is too late, right? This this is yes. something that should have happened five or six years ago, and it, I think we have to do diligence and say that. it you know It's out now versus something that could have been later. Regardless, it's free. Why isn't right now this pack, this uh, skin pack, texture pack, 40 character skins, whatever, available everywhere else like why not put this on pc why not put this on your 360 or your xbox one good or question your PS4? yeah well i mean it's nintendo's philosophy is to tr- to to make sure people know where they can find their games and their brands right and they've been notoriously careful with letting their characters off their platforms and that has loosened with them with mobile right we talked about this i think on the show before in the past nintendo did not like third-party apps or, like, fan-made apps like a me creator on mm-hmm. PC online, right? They said, no, the Miis only live on the Wii and on the DS, and, like, they do not travel to other platforms. And so I think they're just very... They want to make sure that you know when you hear Mario, you know it's going to be on these Nintendo machines, and they don't want to confuse people into thinking, like, I'm going to buy the new Xbox One to play some, play me some Mario, or, like, hear about a cool Zelda game and think they can get that experience everywhere. See, that I mean, may, that may lessen though over time. Well, I, th- I hope it does because I was thinking about the way they handle their own characters in general, and even going back to the launch of the Wii U, we had that game uh, Scribble Knots, right? Yeah. Super, was it Super Scribble Knots? Yeah, the one that had all the, the that had Mario stuff. characters yep. in it, yep. and it was the game was about adjective manipulation mm-hmm. of objects, yep. and Nintendo put characters in so there. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> Nintendo put their characters in there, but didn't allow adjective manipulation of their characters. Big Mario. Just big and small. So you couldn't do like Dead Peach or like, you know, (laughs) Ghost Luigi or whatever. But you could interact with every other object in the game like that. Uh because they were tense about mm-hmm. doing anything too strange with their characters. Fast forward to 2016, you have these nightmare teenage uh, mutant ninja <laughs> turtle, Koopa, Koopa Link, ninja turtles, and yeah. like these blocky Mario characters. So maybe they're they're loosening it a little bit. But well, I do think that yeah. like I, I I do think that it's free advertising for them to put those char- to put those skins everywhere else because millions of people are playing Minecraft I, and they will ultimately know where they can find Mario and that's on a Nintendo platform. So I think if if Minecraft was only PC and Wii U. It it would have happened that they had a skin pack for yeah. Mario on the PC version, and then said, "Hey, if you buy the Wii U Minecraft, you'll get all this other stuff on top of it." But right now, with the distribution distribution between those platforms, I just I could not see them make that. So happen. why not? Why not at the very least make it available on on PC then? 
It's a it's a free commercial. It's free advertising. They're just not just not going to bother. I think part of the deal with Mojang to finally bring Minecraft to Wii U was to say, "Hey, and you guys get to leverage our IP to sell this game with a free update." Yeah, I think that was part of the deal. What and key thing? That's one of possibly several. I mean, Zelda in Minecraft. Yeah, that would make so much sense. It sounds like it, a it lot makes of work. Too all this much stuff. sense. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? No, no. no I mean, just like perfect. yeah, it's awesome. You could do Metroid. You could do Zelda. Of course, you can. Yeah, you could do really creepy Animal Crossing. Yeah, the yeah. only one that might not Pokemon <laughs> might not just Nightmare Two. Uh, all, all those creatures. It's yeah, impossible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, I, I also thought though, like Brian, that this would have made sense to sell everywhere else. And they will know where to find that IP, which is back on Nintendo's box. But I do understand it, as as you pointed out, that it does make sense to leverage this as a way to just sell Minecraft on your core platform. And who cares if it's too late now? Yeah. NX is the real story to me. And when Minecraft comes to NX, which to me, this move says it will, of course, it yeah. will have skin packs like this that so people will enjoy. That is one uh, one aspect. The other is do not forget about the late walmart console right like when the wii u is no longer the cool thing that our generation buys or gamers who play a lot it will be a cheap device people like kids and parents Mm. pick up at discount prices at a walmart and what better box to sell than the mario minecraft box right you think so though because i feel like by then like everybody has it you know you would be surprised like even like last year i'm always uh mouth agape at around uh black friday deals yeah because you're finding playstation 3s and xbox 360s at just absurdly low prices yeah but Mm. those were those were infinitely more successful consoles yeah but i mean some families just don't have to be on that cutting edge like yeah. that's, oh, I, to- that's I totally thing. understand yeah. that but, i mean for sure it makes sense i mean to, that's, that's to do nintendo's the entire philosophy with like the 79 dollar 2ds you know yeah, or even the wii what was it the, the wii, the wii one? mini yeah wii mini yeah. thank you yeah. sorry or yeah. the canadian wii whatever it was <laughs> no it came to the states eventually <laughs> the red yeah. one yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that was canadian. so weird we that's so weird it's like a wii but yeah God, it's really nice uh no i totally understand that uh i just i i i don't know if that's going to be the go-to console in a scenario like that i think the the go-to Budget console is is I think you'll have better options as a family. Okay. I, Maybe I, not. I just think Minecraft is a strong franchise, and kids when they see oh wait this is a Minecraft version I can't get anywhere else they they could use the power of nag to get that thing. The power of the nag. Power sure. of nag. All right. Well, uh, just a reminder: <laughs> we Minecraft Wii U edition is getting a physical version. Uh, you can get it digital or physical for twenty nine ninety nine. The update for the Mario Mashup Pack is free. Uh, we'll have a Let's Play on NVC Plays, which you can find on YouTube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat sometime next week, so make sure you check that out. Uh, we talked about what this means for the future, potentially. I did want to make one quick comment on when you were talking about um, just how when Nintendo did do these partnerships, they were kind of very guarded, and you mm-hmm. couldn't do the adjective manipulation, for example. Yep. Yep. In this version of Minecraft, you can, in fact, use those skins in other uh, world. So if you generated a Skyrim world or a Mass Effect world, which are two worlds available on the Wii U edition, basically you could put Wario in, in, in Skyrim and, wah-ha, That's and, awesome. and kill a dragon or something. That's so cool. It's still like you're using your imagination more than it actually being a, a you know a, a Skyrim meets Nintendo crossover. Sure. But, but whatever, you, know, it's, it's you, a, you got it. It's a big toy chest, and I like that idea. You know? bling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, Miguel on Twitter sent me a question. He's a big fan of MVC. He's never played Minecraft, and he's planning on getting a Wii U in the next few months, it sounds. Should I play it on Wii U or just get it on PS4, which I currently have? He says the Nintendo DLC is what has him sort of stuck on the decision. Sure. 
if he's going to Wii U now, I was really surprised about that. If you already have a PS4, I'd say just go for Minecraft on PS4 unless this is all you really want is this Mario mashup right. pack. Yeah. But, but Feels a bit expensive. Think about it, though. If you Let's say you've got enough cash. Let's say you got like 600 bucks to burn, right? Mm-hmm. You could pick up a Wii U. Mario Maker, Maker, Mario Maker, Wind Waker HD, Pikmin, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, right? Like, there are all these great games you could pick up. Yep. Um, Like, if that's your approach, yes, you can play an entire generation of awesome games on this machine. You're not going to get a ton of stuff in the future, obviously. Um, Then it it would make sense. But to buy the machine just for um, Minecraft? Yeah, I don't know about that. uh, Minecraft Mario... The, these this, these skins are icing on the cake, yeah. And, but the cake is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Minecraft alone, wow. the the base game is fantastic, and it's like I mean, it, there's a reason it's got it's got such tremendous longevity, and it's become one of the highest selling games of all time. Is because it's one of the most important games of the last yeah, decade. Yeah, yeah, seriously, because it's just it's such a special, incredible experience, and it's basically two games in one. The creation mode and the survival mode are such completely different experiences on their own. I would yeah. say the one the one thing for the PS4 version is I I found like the way I play. Minecraft was only with friends or family and we collaborated and built things together and messed each other up. Yeah. And like I, f- I felt that voice chat was crucial. Sure. Um, and so with, with Minecraft on the Wii U, like you, you got to phone a friend. That's okay. You can Skype someone, but you still, you still need, need to set it up more. It's not as turnkey. I'm pretty sure that microphone on the controller Does it work? works. I think so. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I've only played it with, uh, with yeah, the two-player two mode player, so far. Yeah, yeah. We, should, we should actually get on back. tonight, you and we I, should and try see what that. we can yeah, make. Yeah. I'm just going to blow up your, your the, Peach's uh, castle. I, I believe. <laughs> Point. I'm yeah. almost positive that the draw distance in the PS4 version is significantly better too. Yeah, it what does. Xbox One, same or I think it's the same. Yeah. yeah, okay. But so that's cool. in in a game like that, it's not that it's not, big of a you're deal. Not there for the graphics. It is in creative mode when you're flying no. up in the sky. No, and, you're not there yeah. for the graphics, but it is pretty nice to like look up over a giant forest that yeah. you can see and not hit that Turok 64 level of fog <laughs> halfway in. You know, no, no, good that's point. fair. But that's either fair way, point. no, you guys yeah. are right. You all know, right. Uh, good, good one. Uh, so moving forward, last couple of bits of news. We'll go through these quick so we could get to some real questions. Uh, number one is that Mario Maker passed 3.5 million. Uh, I'm not Giga sure if flops. that shipped or sold. Oh, copies. I, I'm assuming it shipped, but it may mean sold. Uh, and another fun stat, 7.2 million courses have been created by the user base. 3.5 million shipped? 3.5 million. How many we use were sold? Uh, twelve. Million. That's that's insane. Yeah, the attach rate's pretty good. Wow, yeah, it's looking it's looking pretty solid for them, and it'll only continue. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully, the people who haven't bought it will continue to. I mean, you'll have to see, but um, still, the best attach rate is Mario Kart Eight. Like yeah. no question. Even Splatoon actually did a little better uh, than Mario Maker in terms of that attach rate. I believe. Mm-hmm. I think wow. they hit four million. Um, Wow. Anyway, uh, Nintendo though, seven point two million courses created. This hasn't been the 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 most steady cruise ship of community management. Like there have been some mistakes, but also some corrections on yep. Nintendo's side. They have been getting better at communicating why levels get deleted, whereas there was, you know, th- this has been a learning process, I think, for them too. But sure. regardless, that's a really cool milestone. And then the second bit of news is that Yokai Watch 2 is going to release in September 30th. Now, I think when Yokai Watch first got announced, we speculated on this show. Are they going to hit the gas to get two out so that they can put three out globally? I think this might be a signal yes, and if not, within a year of three coming out in Japan, it'll come out here. Yeah. Um, so release September 30th includes new areas, over 100 new yokai. 
uh, new Yokai Watch. You can travel back in time. Comes in two flavors like Pokemon. So there's Yokai Watch 2 Bony Spirits and Yokai Watch 2 Fleshy Souls. These titles are, there's something wrong Bony with these titles. Spirits <laughs> and Fleshy Souls? Yeah. 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 Um, um, that's all I'll say. It's just there's uh, something mm-hmm. right. So yeah. Yokai, Yokai Watch was an interesting launch where you know I think Nintendo was hoping that they create a second Pokemon. Yes, and you know, and so it didn't. Far, and like, was there an animated show as well? The, so the show did happen. Um, it, it was on Disney, and I think it, now it's on the internet. It's easier to access. Uh, the show is actually very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. I've watched some of it, and I, I have very, I have a very low stomach for a lot of kitty based stuff. But I thought it was you written in it. a mature way. It follows yeah. that Pokemon type of format where it fits very well into the world and it follows the game closely enough and it's very contemporary like the people who wrote it I think they did a really good job sure. of adapting it but but it didn't it didn't work right like Viva Piñata it was a cool idea but it didn't get to a mass it, audience it doesn't seem to have taken off in a huge yeah. way if it did I think Nintendo or even Level 5 would have said something Level 5 did say over the summer that Yokai Watch as a franchise hit a significant okay. milestone but it didn't sound like the U.S. launch had anything to do with that. Now, in Europe, this thing just came out fairly recently, I want to say, uh, if not within the last month. Who knows if there's a better story to tell now? Um, I think it's but, cool they continue. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm glad they're continuing. And to me, I think this is just part of a plan to get Yokai Watch 3 out everywhere. Right. I think mm-hmm. 3, which is set in the U.S., um, that thing's coming west, unless 2 really tanks, uh, which I, w- I, I just I don't know because no one really knows how well that game's doing. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's time for the question block, which is, in case this is your first time watching the show, a timed segment. We take four minutes per question. I was inspired by a cool podcast idea I saw a while back. And I know some of you don't like the timer, but you know what? That's not my problem. So. <laughs> the anti-timer people? Yeah, there's anti-timer folks uh, who love to leave comments about it. What, they don't like All the right. sound of it? It's the 21st century. Be nice to timers. Yeah, and we got, no, we just got, we got places to be and things to do. Uh, first question comes from good friend of the show, Charlie Gatson, who What's says, up, Gatson? hi, everyone. I'm curious to know your opinions regarding what Nintendo has achieved by skewing so far and away from what traditional console manufacturers and game publishers seem to be doing. He feels the Wii was an overwhelming success because of its broad appeal. But unfortunately, that attach rate didn't carry over for Wii U. Fast forward a few more years, and Nintendo now does E3 totally different, and even appears to be releasing consoles at a different interval than everyone else. Are they now awkwardly different or uniquely special? (laughs) Uh, And he says, thank you, and keep up the great show. Uh, so I want to kick it off with, I think that Nintendo has just figured out, like some companies have, that E3 is not the only place you make announcements. Right. Um, even releasing a console, you, you want those holiday sales, but I don't think just a holiday launch guarantees big time sales. That doesn't, that isn't how Apple operates. Apple sure. will drop an iPad in March and April, and right. that is very much tech friendly. Casual, open audience, like extended, like expanded mm-hmm. audience stuff. And Apple and also doesn't well. make a big splash at CES, which is the big consumer electronics, electronics expo, right? Like yeah. they make their own events. So it's like, you know, whatever works for you. Like you just, there's no template that has to be followed to make a product a success. You know, look at Tesla too, right? It's a company that very much operates outside of what everybody else has done. So I actually like that part. I like that they are doing things differently. The question about whether they are, 
um, you know, they're breaking the cycle and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's like, depends on whether you think, you know, the, the software and the machines they're releasing will be strong enough to, to make a huge splash, right? Like, sure. Sega famously choked with Saturn and then had a mid console machine with a Dreamcast and it didn't work out for that company. Mm-hmm. And they did, they did have some powerful brands and, and titles. Oh, it's too. a very well remembered machine yeah. for a lot of it, for a lot of its ideas, for a lot of the weirdness it tried to do, but also the quality of the games themselves. And that mm-hmm. was only a core gamer machine, you know? Yeah, but that machine had impediments like EA saying, we're never going to put a Madden title on this. You and mean that like with ti- Wii U? That, that thing had an impediment like, hey, Square is not putting an RPG on this thing, and those you, were the big like, titles. Oh, yeah, yeah, and Nintendo's in the same boat, clearly, yeah, but mm-hmm. Nintendo has been able to keep that boat afloat, right. whereas Sega could not um, dur- during the same period. And, and that's the big question, Charlie, right? It's like, Mid, mid-console mid launch can work amazingly well if people are like, you know what, I'm ready for something different, and depending on what this machine looks like. If if it is, if this machine has, like, the most beautiful-looking Zelda or Mario or Metroid game on it, where people who are currently, you know, snapping up Uncharted and, you know, uh, Call of Duties and, and Battlefronts, will, it will turn their head and say, that's awesome. Yeah. I think people are going to invest in it. And I think now... Mid, mid-console generation is a better time than going head-to-head with a Grand Theft Auto or something like that, you know? Well, yeah, and let's not forget that even the current companies that have platforms out are all of a sudden potentially refreshing what they're making yeah. this year alone. Like, yeah. this is not just a Nintendo thing. If anything, that's something that I think by accident sort of happened because I don't yeah. think either of the three companies were trying to react to each other with, we're going to have a new machine in 2016 mm-hmm. or some form of new hardware in 2016. If, you know, if you're a diehard Nintendo fan, you don't pay attention. Like, Sony is introducing, like, something called PlayStation Neo, right? It's like the PS4.5, more powerful, you know, it can, can run certain games at a higher fidelity well, and even, just to, right? Yeah, but just to make it clear, rumors say we don't 100% know for sure that that's this right. is a thing. Nobody's officially announced yeah, anything. No, any of this. Uh, but I do uh, think but the new 3DS did that too, yes. right? Like that's, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of concept, only that Sony is a CE company, cares about 4K and obviously wants to add some of that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we're, we're that's our inevitability with, yep. with the games industry is moving it towards sort of the more phone, phone-esque model. But I do think that... Um, being at E3 isn't necessarily a prerequisite for success, nor is not being at E3 a damn damning of failure or whatever it is. Right. I mean, there's so many companies that have no Ro- presence whatsoever. Rockstar. Rockstar shipped their 65th millionth copy of GTA 5 the other day. Doesn't show up at E3. They don't care. They don't. They don't need to be there. They, don't they have to. They do their own thing. E3 is whenever they announce that game. Yeah. E3 is actually. It looks like the biggest thing in the world. It's actually just a small piece of all of it. Yeah. So. Well, and we love E3. To be of course fair. we like, do. We yeah. go. It's part of this tradition, which is the you know North American video game market. Mm-hmm. But times have changed, and yeah. we're seeing well, that more and more. It feels like a party, and it's like uh, Nintendo. Why aren't you here at the party? You know. So there we it did is. it. All right. Yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Wow, 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 wow. All right. Uh, thanks, Charlie. It sounds like it's being played through like a, a GBA. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was. Uh, so, <laughs> next question comes from Ryan, uh, and he asks, what are the chances uh, we will see some sort of 30 anniversary Zelda Amiibo at E3? Personally, I would love a Zelda 8-bit amiibo, uh, set of Amiibo. Or better yet, a set just based on original Zelda art. It would be fantastic. And he gives different examples. Of course, we will probably see uh, Zelda Wii U NX set. But considering this E3 is all about Zelda, why hasn't there been more discussions about this possibility at the very least and plant that seed? And if not, he hopes that this show will plant that seed. This show ain't going to plant a 
thing because I think that Japan <laughs> makes the decisions Japan makes and they don't listen to the show. Uh, I think that it may be too early to talk about Amiibo yep. and Zelda yep. at E3. Um, so? Yeah, because so I think they Wolf, show it. Wolf Link, well, it has to have a date then. It has to have a... Why? Because it has to have a usage. Dude, you, wanna, you want details Dude. on an Amiibo <laughs> a year before the game comes out? That makes no sense. from talking about a Star no, Fox. But you want to buy an Amiibo that has no use? I mean, you I do. bought all of them. I know you do. And I'm, I'm the same way. But, I mean, if you're going to put out an Amiibo... Like, the Mario Maker thing made sense, right? Because it, it had... I only think it might. bet right now, I say there will be a Zelda Amiibo Can I have cheese on that thing? I bet in stakes only. You you let me know when you want to take this thing for real. No, No, but but seriously, it may be too soon. I just think it might be too soon. Only you're going into so much information about Zelda, and you can't wait too soon. Can I finish? Um, Basically, you can talk about that Amiibo any other time. Why would you make a big deal out of that? Because I got nothing else. You can make a big deal out of the Wolf Link Amiibo, which you already know works with it, and you can say we have other plans for Amiibo, but we'll talk about those in the future. Bye, kids. Mm -hmm. They um, they are only showing Zelda at E3. They're going to make sure that they have all the flavors and colors of Zelda. But but they could. I'm not saying they're not. I'm I'm kind of with Jose on this one in that you're not going to release. I mean, maybe they'll show it, but you're not going to be you're not going to be holding it anytime before the day or the week. Okay, fine. I will not be holding it. I agree with you. But it's also like going to be in a glass case. Pair. There are there are now three different Link amiibos. Yeah, that's crazy. They're going to have the fourth one at E3. There's three Link Amiibos. There's also a Ganon. There's a, a Sheep. Waker there's a Zelda. Too. Yeah. Okay. You really? No. I think it'll be a Wind, Wind Waker ship. There will be eventually. I'm just trying to think they of... They ran out of stuff to do. They but it has do to have a functionality. Now. I'm just trying to think of Nintendo's promotion cycles, right? Like when we first saw Amiibo, it was shown at E3, but they didn't sell it to November, yeah. which is probably the yeah. longest window of product unveiling to product release. Until they announced this... Cur- <laughs> yeah, they announced a, a Kirby set, which was only like two months ago. That's right. And that was, that's pretty much for sale already in Japan, yep. and it's on its way here within the right. next month. Um, just trying to think of other cases. The Smash set's not done. I mean, maybe. I, I, I don't have a, an answer either way on this one. I think it's too soon, but then I also think you you got to talk about something. You need something else to talk right. about. Why right. not have I, it? I feel like, you know, this is the toy it's division. The toy division within Nintendo long time ago said, hey, Zelda guys, we need Amiibo functionality. Here are the concepts for the Amiibos we're going to release with it. Before anybody dreamt of that game actually slipping another couple of months into the new year. No, yeah. I, I, mean, all yeah. That was I would agree that the, the Amiibo's done, but it gives you something to talk about later. But then what, do you, what does this thing do? Uh, it unlocks This a, is toys to a life. green hat. Not just toys. A green, a green hat where? In the game. In Mario Maker? No, in, in, in the Zelda game next year. In, in what, is that the game that doesn't even have a release date yet? You'll get it. You get to look at it and be excited for the game that comes out in March. And then in March, you can bring it out and it'll unlock... A blue okay, rather than focus arrow. on timing, I, I mean, it's pretty Ice obvious wand. to me it would be the link that you've seen in every trailer with that bow and yeah. arrow and yeah. some awesomely majestic pose. Or oh, whatever like, the yeah. MacGuffin is, like you're riding there's the... there's a MacGuffin, for sure. Yeah, you're riding the magical lizard king mm-hmm. or something, and then you'll get the magical... Oh, you're riding, so. riding... What kind of king is that that you ride? <laughs> He's uh, he's the, <laughs> he's the king anymore. of flesh. What, what, what were the titles of the Bony, Yokai Watch games? Bony Shaft, 
Minecraft and and, and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and <laughs> what were the yokai games called? <laughs> that was dangerously close to getting rid of our t- t- getting us an explicit tag. Uh-huh. <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> you take it, it back, away. But to answer the poor guy's question, we haven't answered any of your question. Yes, I bet there will be a third a thirtieth anniversary Zelda. A, I'm not ready to pick a side. But, I think yeah, it's I a got 50, it in. it's a fifty fifty chance in my book, mm-hmm. Brian. Are you know me and the lizard can got it. Got it done. Ah man, I. I <laughs> I think I think it's I think maybe you'll see a picture of it and you won't be able to hold it for until the that game is out. Let me touch it. Remember when we sat in a room with uh, Miyamoto and it was they were sitting in glass cases yeah. and we're like, let us touch Can we it. Open that no, up? I know. No. No. no, go away. You will, you will look yeah. and you will like it. All right. Uh, what else we, you got? We got to go, so we got to get our last question in. Oh man, this better be good. This one's too good for what? Oh, all right, fine. We're minutes. doing it. We're doing it. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> all right, so. Your rules, man. It is my rules. All right, so... Lizard King. This comes from Steven. <laughs> my, my question to you is, do you think more asymmetrical multiplayer games could have saved Wii U? He talks about how games like Nintendo Land, Rayman Origins, Affordable Space Adventures, and Pac-Man Tournament all used the gamepad in a way that he considered fun and unique and was signature in only Wii U. Meanwhile, the biggest AAA games Nintendo put out, Mario Kart 8, Smash 4, Donkey Kong Country, and 3D World, mostly didn't take advantage of it. Right. So he's not trying to bash those games. He's just wondering... Would that have helped it? Uh, who wants to go first? I could, but uh, no, I know I, Kevin's got to get in here. So, Harry. I think, I think it's because of the, the basic design philosophy of the Wii U was different than the Wii, which was the Wii was bringing people together in a room, and the Wii U was hunched over a thing by yourself. Yeah. The Wii... Uh, but they wanted it to bring everyone in the room. They wanted the guy with the controller or the yeah, girl with the controller to do the same thing. But they learned with Pac-Man Verse that that didn't work. Like yeah. you just don't have one. There's not one person in the room with the sword. The other four have shields. Everybody wants a sword. You know, look at look at Wii U or look well, at Wii. Well, Every, yeah. Everyone got their own controller, or you passed one around. It made sense. That was good for parties. The yeah. Wii U just wasn't able to capitalize on that. No, but I think that. the thing more that we got right was that by looking at what was happening in the room, you had more of a desire to want to try it. Whereas yes. if you were looking at the person hunched over the controller, yeah. that's the kid you saw everywhere. That I was know. the kid that and was the reason most kids, yep. people didn't want to yep. touch the video and game. And by the way, Nintendo Land, when you're playing like Find Me or some of those, uh, what was it called? The Mario Chase Mario, Chase mm-hmm. Mario thing. Welcome. Not Find Me, that's uh, older. Um, you, it was so well done that you had a little camera screen oh, of the person me. playing Chase Me. Yeah. Chase Mario, um, Chase Me. I don't like, know. I thought they did a really good job making the person with the gamepad feel special, but then also encouraging you to pass it along and stuff. So I don't know if that's true, that that was detrimental to to. I don't think fun. that from a glance you can tell what the person on the gamepad was doing yes. without being over the person with that's the gamepad. Yeah. Shoulder. You basically have to stand there and be like, "Oh, also oh, that's what's happening." Yeah. Whereas if you watch four people swinging Wii remotes, yeah. playing some, you some want tennis, in. Yeah, you you're want like, in. "I got next, and I'm yeah. going to take you to school." Well, so like, I mean, we're always on our phones all the time, or our, our tablets, or Kindles, or iPads, or whatever. How often do you go, "Oh, awesome. can I see that?" And take that from somebody. Feels this is personal. my thing. Yeah. Like, I don't want you in this bubble. And that's the Wii U is designed, probably not on purpose, but it sort of haphazardly fell into that that situation. I just want to make sure, though. I, I, Stephen, I agree with you, though, that the games that you all name dropped, um, and even Pocket Tournament, which had two different perspectives depending yeah. on which controller you were using, was a smart way to do it. And to think this thing was going to use up to two game pads mm-hmm. is also just makes you wonder what games they were cooking around that that concept that we are never. Yeah. going to see. Um, for yeah. example, you know, was there something that Splatoon would have done differently? Was there something that some of these yep. games could have taken that idea and run with? And I'm not saying some of them even had an idea, 
but we don't know because Nintendo's so secretive about that stuff. Yeah. What could have been designed around two gamepads? And by the way, I don't, I don't think the two gamepad thing ever worked like to the point where you never you know, saw it but no but, I, but I don't think people looked at the two the gamepad and and tv screen set up and said um and and said oh you know there'll be an amazing piece of software where all of this makes sense it's it's different from the oh, remote yeah. it's different from the the ds that has two screens right like mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. I, I think people understood what it could do, but in, it wasn't inherently, it wasn't that exciting. Right. Well, that's what that I was trying to say you know? with, with kind of watching yeah. the person who was using the gamepad versus watching the people who were swinging Reamer yeah. modes. And, uh, that, that to me said it all, where you got that expanded audience's attention because they could watch those people and see how much fun they were having. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I and mean, so, it, it, in the end, I think the more traditional games were the ones that excited a broader audience. You're yeah. like, oh, Mario Kart, I love that. That looks amazing. Why is it so pretty, right? Like, that mm. is more powerful than can you believe the different ways you can use this well, game I, I think to answer his question on a very base level, like, more of everything would have helped the Wii U. Yeah, I think more so. More of everything. The, the ma- one of the major problems was sitting there and going, I have this thing, and it's going to hold me over for six months until the mm-hmm. next thing. And then realizing there wasn't a lot in between. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, if you look at the, the, the sort of the, the life cycle on pretty much everything, every other console right now, or PC, or anything like that, is you're constantly jumping from experience to experience, and you're tethered to that thing. And it also becomes your Netflix box. It becomes your Hulu, and Amazon, mm-hmm. and Amazon Prime and all that and stuff. And let's not even talk about the battery life issue, which was also a big reason right. why the gamepad wasn't very popular. Um, but you make a great point. No. And yeah. we're, with that, we're done. Uh, this is Nintendo Voice Chat, which is a show you can catch every week on IGN. Uh, we have a YouTube channel you should check out, youtube.com slash Nintendo Voice Chat. You can head on over to iTunes, leave us a review. Uh, we always love to find those, and we can read them on the show. And lastly, you can leave us feedback by heading on over to and emailing us, actually, at nvc at ign.com. Thank you very much for listening, and we will be back next week with more Nintendo Voice Chat.